Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we will face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we can go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. One of the biggest obstacles many of us have on our recovery journey is dealing with guilt and shame. Whether it's the harm caused to ourselves or others, the lies told, the promises broken, or having to say no to doing things with our old friends because it might jeopardize our recovery, guilt and shame have a way of stalling our progress in recovery and many times lead to relapse. So how do we begin to deal with these strong and sometimes crippling emotions and begin the process of forgiving ourselves? Well, that is what we're going to talk about today. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. Welcome back. Last week, I was going through an old box looking for something, and I came across the before and after pictures from my time in rehab. The before picture is what you would expect of someone coming off a really hard run. I hadn't shaved or cut my hair in a while. I somehow still looked dirty even though I was showered, and I looked at least a decade older than I was. But that was not the picture that caught my attention. It was my graduation photo. Yes, I was clean shaven and looked like a much younger version of myself, but I still didn't look happy. In fact, I looked downright miserable. Seeing the look in my eyes brought me back to the emotions of that time. They were raw emotions that I hadn't felt to that degree before, and my eyes told the story of how I felt that day. Here's the thing about getting sober. We no longer have the crutch that we used for so long to stuff many of those emotions down, so they all had come to the surface and I had no idea how to deal with them. There were many emotions that I was dealing with, but guilt and shame were the heaviest. I think it is important to first understand the difference between guilt and shame for this discussion. Guilt is often about feeling remorse for specific actions or behaviors we've done in the past, while shame cuts deeper, making us feel like we are fundamentally flawed or unworthy as individuals. I'll give you an example. Dan was one of the best friends I've ever had in my life. We were roommates during one of my really bad runs in my 20s. One month, Dan gave me his half of the rent money, and in one weekend, I not only managed to clean out my bank account, but also blow his half of the rent too. Now, I had some schemes in place to fix this before he found out what happened, but they all fell through. And instead of admitting what I did to him and facing the music, I skipped town. I fit what I could into a couple of duffel bags and I left. No conversation, not even a note. The only thing he received was an eviction notice from our apartment complex. He hit all my usual spots looking for me, and once the reality of what was going on hit him, he ended up having to borrow money from his family to not only cover both our portions of rent, but also pass due charges, and he had to pay to transfer to a one-bedroom apartment. His family treated me like another son, so not only did I hurt one of my best friends, but also his family who treated me with so much love. As you could imagine, I carried a lot of guilt and shame around what I did. But here's the difference between the two. Guilt is the pain in my stomach I get when I think about what I did. Shame is when I would take that pit in my stomach and drive it much deeper. It's when I would start judging myself and creating an identity around the action. It is the thought that I was a horrible friend, that I was a piece of shit. 
that I was not worthy of having friends and ultimately that I was unworthy of love and connection. Those thoughts would repeat constantly in my head until I started believing them in my heart. But we are not our past and we have to stop defining who we are today based on our past actions. The first step to healing and being free of guilt and shame is acknowledging the feelings. This is incredibly difficult for most of us. Many of our addictions progressed so far because we got caught in the cycle of doing things we felt guilty for, trying to drink away those feelings, our addictions getting worse, our actions progressively getting worse because of it, and then drinking even more because we now have more to try to drink away. This pattern becomes so deeply ingrained within us that it seems to become second nature to look for anything outside of us to avoid how we feel inside. I believe this is one of the main causes of cross-addiction. I don't think it has as much to do with an addictive personality as many people state. It simply is the product of unhealed people seeking out solutions the only way that we know how. Often when we get sober, we first seek out other methods for doing this. Whether it's eating unhealthy foods, smoking, trying other substances we see as less harmful, or diving into unhealthy relationships, all of which cause their own wreckage and create more guilt and shame. And eventually when everything else doesn't work, we relapse on the substance that started it all. If we want to be free of the burden of those emotions, we have to acknowledge them first. Think of trying to stuff down the shame like a child being afraid of the dark. As we lay in bed, imagining all the scary things in the dark, the fear will continue to grow. The shadow of the coat rack in the corner starts looking like a monster. We convince ourselves that the closed closet door is hiding the boogeyman. The longer we lay there afraid, the more things we create to be afraid of. However, if we flip on the light switch, we will see that the monster in the corner is just a coat rack. When we open up the closet door, we will see that nothing is hiding in there. Shame is the same way. When we shine the lights on it, it scatters like cockroaches. Brene Brown, in her studies, found that there are four key steps to doing this. Number one, recognizing, naming, and understanding our shame triggers. Number two, identifying external factors that led to the feelings of shame. Number three, connecting with others to receive and offer empathy. Number four, speaking about our feelings of shame with others. Shame often isolates us, but when we start sharing it with someone who can provide us empathy, we will start building connection and compassion instead. When doing this, a person we decide to begin sharing this with is critical. Many of us have people in our lives who have tried to change our behavior by pointing out the things that we have done wrong, hoping to guilt and shame us into changing. These are not the people you want to begin talking through this with. You want to find someone who will give you honest advice without judgment. If you do not have anyone in your life currently who could provide you this, you will need to seek it out. A good place to start is a therapist or a positive support group. If you don't know any groups like that, consider joining the Sober and Happy Support Group. We have created a very loving, supporting, judgment-free group of people. You could find it at facebook.com groups slash sober and happy. Now, if we go back to the four steps for working through shame, number two is identifying external factors that led to the feelings of shame. This is important because we may have some things that we need to make right. We cannot avoid this step in the process. If you owe money, you have to pay it back. If you owe an apology, you need to look the person in the eye and tell them that you're sorry. 
This step deserved a whole podcast episode itself. So if you have amends that need to be made and you are not sure where to start, go back and listen to episode number three of this podcast. An often overlooked step in working through guilt and shame from the past is that we must start acting differently. In the past, we have let guilt and shame drive our identity, but it's time to flip the script. Now we must create our identity of who we are becoming and make our decisions based on that. If we apologize to an ex for cheating on them, but we're cheating on our current significant other, we're still going to live with the shame and self-identity of a cheater. We feel guilt when we compare our actions to our values and they don't match up. Identify the person that you want to be. How does that person act? What types of things does that person do and not do? When we do this, we begin to create values and standards for our new life. Then we could look at our decisions through the lens of our values and standards because those are non-negotiable and align with our purpose. This not only will help reduce guilt from actions that do not align from the person we want to be, but this also starts making some of the challenging decisions early in recovery easier and help reduce the guilt from having to say no to situations that puts us in compromising positions. So when an old drinking buddy is pressuring us to go to the bar with them and trying to make us feel guilty for saying no, we can realize that we're not saying no to that person. We're saying yes to our new life and the things that we value more, like our families, our friends that support our sobriety, and our new lives. We must begin to make decisions based on our new life direction and not temporary emotions. We have to set internal boundaries and begin to make and keep promises to ourselves. And remember, words matter. I found that I kept apologizing for making choices that supported my new life, but might disappoint other people. When we say we're sorry, we're subconsciously setting ourselves up for feeling guilty. You do not owe an apology for making decisions that are best for you. And if you apologize, they are more likely to keep pressuring you because they know you feel bad. I found it better to just say, hey, look, that life is just not for me anymore and leave it at that. And you are not abandoning your old friends by doing this. You're crossing a bridge towards a healthier, better life for yourself. And if they choose to stay in the old place, that is their decision. However, that bridge is always open for them to cross at any time, and you will be in a better position to support them if you are already there. The last key point I want to make is that if we want to begin to forgive ourselves, we must also begin to forgive others. I've heard many people say, I can't learn to forgive others until I learn to forgive myself, but I have found the opposite is actually true. The same lens of judgment I view others through is the same lens I judge myself through. When I judge an act someone did to me as unforgivable, I'm going to look at some of my past actions as unforgivable too. When I label someone as a bad person because of a mistake they made, I'm going to label myself the same way. This does not mean that we condone the action. We're just choosing to no longer carry the resentment. Learning to forgive others was one of the most impactful things I've done in my recovery. If you want to learn more about it, I talk about it in episode number four of this podcast. Bringing ourselves to the heavy weight of guilt, shame, and judgment is not easy, but it is one of the greatest gifts you could give yourself. If you hear nothing else in this entire episode, I want you to listen to this. You are not your past. Good people sometimes do bad things. Guilt and shame are emotions and not your identity. 
You do not need to continuously punish yourself by continuing to carry them around. I want you to be free of the burden you have been carrying for way too long. You are worthy of freedom and happiness. You are deserving of a life of fulfillment and joy. And most importantly, you are worthy of everything good that your new life has in store for you. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you're finding value from this podcast. If you are, I'm asking for two huge favors from you this week. Share the episode with one person, and please subscribe to the podcast, both of which help it grow. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and keep living sober and happy.